are back with some more college basketball action here for Wednesday, November 23rd. Feast week continues on. We got an excellent slate of games on tap for today, so let's jump right into it. And we start out in the Bahamas at the Battle for Atlantis. We got Kansas taking on NC State. Kansas comes into this game as the sixth overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. NC State is the 104th overall team. And obviously, Kansas back with Bill Self on the sideline after his four-game suspension. And overall, Kansas has had about as hot a start as they could have had to the season. Obviously, starting 4-0, haven't really played anyone outside of, obviously, the Champions Classic against Duke. And, you know, hold on to win that game. And overall what is there to really say about Kansas coming off the national championship game yeah they lose some talent from last year um, but like Kansas always does like all the blue bloods always do they're going to step up they're going to have a competitive team and overall they've shot the ball great this season a 54 effective field goal percentage on the season for this Kansas squad Jalen Wilson has led them and, and has looked strong once again this season 24.5 points per game for him this year and um, adding Grady Dick and, and all of a sudden you have a Kansas team that is just as powerful as they've ever been and NC State, on the other hand, also started the season off 4-0 here. Has looked very decent as well this season. Um, but one concern for NC State is they haven't played anyone. I mean, this will be their first top 150 opponent um, of the season. And when it's number six, Kansas, um, not exactly the, the start that you would want. But a, a big spot, nonetheless, for them to, to try and show off. Overall, they've shot the ball well this season, too. A 58.7 effective field goal percentage, 36.9% from beyond the arc. Jaquan Smith has been excellent for this NC State team. 19 points per game for him but my real concern for nc state really coming into the season and more specifically coming into this game was that defense i just don't know how exactly they're going to be able to slow down this kansas offense they're just not a great team on the offense or on the defensive side of things here for nc state and we look over to kansas's defense it's been very, very impressive. I would argue almost better defensively Kansas is than they are on the offensive side of things, holding their opponents to 25.5 points per game. And, you know, for Kansas, eight and a half points is certainly not a small number for any team to be laying um, against another power five team. But NC State definitely gives me some concerns, especially on that defensive side of things. I think they really struggle to slow down Kansas in this game. And with Bill Self back on the sideline, I think Kansas was in this one pretty big. I'm taking them minus eight and a half here against NC State. Now we stay at the battle for Atlantis for this next game between Dayton and Wisconsin. Dayton comes into this one as the 30th overall team in the hot Tibet power ranking. Wisconsin is the 44th overall team for Dayton. You know, I certainly had high, high hopes for them going into the season. They've definitely had a decent start. Um, you know, only one loss on the year, but they didn't look great against UNLV on the road. I mean, they didn't look bad either. They ultimately end up losing that game by like eight points. Um, but, but overall, I do have some concerns for Dayton um, going into this one i mean overall they've been all right shooting the ball certainly not as great as i would expect and you know it was a team that last season going into the year didn't have a ton of expectations and, and kind of you know outplayed any of the expectations they did have um especially with one of the youngest rosters in the entire country a season ago you know they return a lot of those guys um from last season with one of the highest returning minutes in the country this year but a big concern for Dayton, once again, that we saw last season was the turnovers. They just couldn't seem to get out of their own way last season. And those same struggles seem to be present here with this Dayton team. Um, and they're going up against a Wisconsin team that is very, very dangerous. You know, Wisconsin started the season off 3-0 here. Um, obviously had that win over Stanford a few weeks ago. And, you know, replacing Johnny Davis was, you know, priority number one um, for Wisconsin coming into the season. But Tyler Wall, Chucky Hepburn have both been playing outstanding. Both have been great scorers 
for this team this season. But the real strength for Wisconsin, and quite honestly, the real reason I love Wisconsin so much in this game is that defense. They are just even better than I expected them to be on the defensive side of the ball. Their shot defense, especially, has just been outstanding, holding their opponents to a 38.9 effective field goal percentage on the season. They also have the number one perimeter defense in the entire country. They're only allowing 11.1% from beyond the arc. An absolutely insane number that is certainly going to go up. I mean, it has to go up. Dane has to shoot better than that in this game. So that number is going to be higher after this one. Um, but overall, Wisconsin just has a, such a strong shot defense. Dayton really struggles in the turnover department. I think Wisconsin comes out of this one victorious. I'm taking them plus 105 here to beat Dayton. Now, why leave the Bahamas? We stay at the Battle for Atlantis for one more game. We got USC taking on BYU. USC comes into this one as the 34th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. BYU is the 62nd overall team. Uh, you know, for BYU, it's a team that's played a lot of close games this season. Um, maybe outside of their loss where they did not look great against San Diego State a few weeks back. And, and one of the biggest concerns um, really for BYU at this point in the season is just that shooting. It just has not been nearly as good um, as you would necessarily want to see. And not to say USC has, has been all sunshine and rainbows because that's certainly not the case. I mean, they started the season off with a loss to Florida Gulf Coast. You know, have certainly bounced back a little bit since then. Um, but this will be by far their tough opponent they have had to play this season but overall i have been fairly pleased with the usc shooting um they've been slightly better than byu a 50.7 effective field goal percentage drew peterson and boogie ellis have both been very strong players for this usc squad they tied for the lead in scoring with 15.8 points per game um and on the defensive side of things usc is also a strong team as well holding their opponents to a 42 effective field goal percentage um and one of the areas that, that byu has struggled this season is in the turnover department They're actually 351st in the country when it comes to turning the basketball over they turn it over on 25.8 percent of their possessions you know through four games of the season turning the ball over on a quarter of your possessions is not exactly a formula um, for a lot of success i mean they are still three and one here and, and mark pope is by no means a bad coach but there's a lot of things that BYU needs to figure out. They need to score, figure out how to score better. They need to figure out how to hold onto the basketball. Um, and for a USC team that has been so strong on the defensive side of things, I mean, holding their opponents to only a 42 effective field goal percentage, I think they're going to have a tough, tough time. I really love the team Andy Infield has this season. Even if it isn't the best USC team we've seen in the past few years, I think they're very, very dangerous. I'm taking them plus 105 here against BYU. Now we leave the battle for Atlantis, but before we get into these final two games, if you haven't already checked out hottips.com, head over there. We got college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, UFC, horse racing picks being posted every single day. Also follow Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with everything that's going on over there. Follow my personal accounts at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Stay up to date with everything I'm doing as well as on Best Game where you can get early access to all the picks and get a notification every single time I place a bet and last but definitely not least for watching here on youtube hit that like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on for today's card and let's get into these final games now we head to Florida for the Fort Myers tip-off here between Georgia Tech and Marquette. Georgia Tech comes into this game as the 129th team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Marquette is the 71st overall team. And obviously it's a Georgia Tech team that is trying to find that success they had a few years ago. You know, Josh Patner trying to regain um, what he once had. And overall, it's a team that has won some games this season. 
but it hasn't been pretty by any means. I mean, they do end up pushing against Utah um, in the first game here of this tournament, but overall, it's just a Georgia Tech team that has kind of just struggled to shoot the ball this season. Only a 41.1 effective field goal percentage on the season. They have not been great from beyond the arc, only hitting 36.5% from three, and Overall, I'm just very concerned with what I have seen out of Georgia Tech offensively. And they did give Utah a run for their money. I end up pushing on that bat, bet, like I said. Um, but I'm just not convinced they're going to be able to get through this defense that Marquette has this season. I mean, overall, it's a Marquette team that... They had a decent season last year, ended up going 11 and 8 in Biggie's play under the first year of Shaka Smart. But, you know, he's a, he's another guy who's trying to regain some past success, you know, more notably at VCU. He never really had huge success at Texas for, you know, the what he should have done necessarily. Um, but it's a Marquette team that comes into this game following the loss to Mississippi State. And while they did lose some talent in the offseason, they brought in plenty of young guys and, and really have one of the younger rosters in the country, but I think one of the more solid, um, you know, teams that have developmental wise can definitely become something overall they've shot the ball fairly well this season hitting 53.2 um, effective field goal percentage but they've also been good on the defensive side of things holding their opponents to a 46.3 effective field goal percentage now georgia tech's been strong on defense as well holding their opponents to 39.2 effective field goal percentage but um, overall with some of the rebounding struggles that georgia tech has had and, and really just the lack of offense I think this could be a very, very tough game for them. I think Marquette shows up in a huge spot here. I'm digging them minus five and a half here against Georgia Tech. Now, for how my shows usually go, we've certainly talked about a lot more big games um, than normally make the cut, but there was just a lot of value, I thought, in some of these picks. But let's look at one of the games that I really love today. Idaho taking on Cal Poly. We got the Pacific MTE going on. Not even a neutral site game. We're on campus for this one. Idaho comes into this one as the 351st overall team in the hot tub power ranking. Cal Poly is the 287th overall team. Both these teams have one win on the season each, um, and it didn't come against the D1 opponent. So they're both still looking for that elusive D1 win um, to get their seasons really going. But, you know, when we look at this Cal Poly team, it is one that is really struggled this year you know john smith um looks to get something going in his fourth season here and certainly looks to improve after last year it was a season they only won seven games um only two in big west play but the season and the start that he's had here um isn't exactly indicative um that that's something that's going to happen i mean they do have one of the highest returning minutes in the big west this season but it hasn't seemed to matter and i always question when you have high returning minutes from a bad team does that really help you? In honesty, I think that hurts you more than it helps you most of the time. Um, I mean, overall, they have to play better than they did last season, but they were a bottom 20 team when it came to turnovers last season. Coming into this game, they're turning the ball over on 25.3% of their possessions. Um, really, for Cal Poly, it's just a team that has been playing some sloppy, sloppy basketball. And that's not to say Idaho is a great team, because they're certainly not. But when it comes to shooting the basketball, they've done a better job than Cal Poly. I mean, a 49.8 effective field goal percentage is not lights out by any mean um but it's certainly better than what cal poly's done and i has also been really strong from the free throw line hitting 78.6 percent of their free throws this season uh not to mention defensively they've been decent one of the few areas where idaho's even near the top half of the country in is forcing turnovers forcing them on 18.9 percent of their opponent's possessions you combine that with a cal poly team that likes to turn the ball over i'm just not sure why idaho's getting nine and a half points here in this game um this isn't a, a great game these aren't two great teams and, and quite honestly it's a game that no one's probably going to be watching um but idaho is going to keep this one close i'm taking them plus nine and a half here against cal poly